Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. God has made a way in the lives of our brothers and sisters, and they are here to show their gratitude. Amen. We have one testimony um, online and then two live testimonies. Amen. Church, put your hands together whilst I regain my composure. <laughs> Amen. So the first testimony is from Mercy Joanna Van der Poy. She says, I'm a member of the Greater Love Gospel Choir and also a part of the campus region. I want to give a testimony about how honoring my pastors has brought me a blessing. Amen. Oh, church, put your hands together. This year, for the first time, as Anna, your prophet, was approaching, I decided to intentionally save money towards it. Prior to this, I would always wait for the month of October before I started gathering my little monies. And I'll just give a good percentage of whatever money I came up with. I had an amount of money on my heart this time that I wanted to give for the HYP offering. As I stated, as I started saving and calculating, I realized that I would have to give up all my allowance for the month of September if I really wanted to give the amount that I decided to give. You wouldn't believe it. Just the day before I received my allowance, my mother informed me that she had suddenly decided to double the allowance. Oh, church, are you sitting down like that? She had an expectation. She had decided in her heart that this time I'm giving a fixed amount and she started making preparations towards it. And just the day before she could give, her mother decided to double her allowance. Amen. I see you receiving a double of whatever blessing coming your way. Now this double allowance, she receives it every month. She, she says that I'm able to tell that my finances are ascending. And, and this is because my tithe is increasing. Amen. Since Hype Sunday, my tithe has multiplied by four. Wow, wow, wow. I tap. Church, put your hands together. This can only be the doing of the Lord. Jojo, tap and tap well. But remember, you have to decide in your heart to do something. <laughs> that is not all, though. According to Mercy Joanna, she recalls another incident that took place at the beginning of this year. When it was time to honor our pastor, Sister Joy. I didn't have enough money, but I really wanted to give a certain amount of money on my heart. So I prayed about it, and by the time January had ended, I was able to give the amount I'd wanted to give to Anna Hay. 
not only that the miracle money have been receiving from that time month after month my tithe is just increasing my school monthly allowance has miraculously doubled and now my tithe is times four hey i just want to say that when it's time to honor our prophets we must do it from our hearts even when we don't have enough money we must give bountifully and we will reap bountifully god will bless the sincere desires of our hearts amen church why don't you put your hands together for such an amazing testimony amen our second testimony is from dr ellie church please help me welcome dr ellie as he brings us his testimony Hi, Dr. Kabe. Kindly introduce yourself to the church. My name is Dr. Eli Gabe, a lecturer at KNUST. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Eli Gabe, kindly tell us what your testimony is about. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share the blessings yeah. God yeah. has been bestowing on us as a family. I have a lot of testimonies, but I will share two of them. Church, you missed a good point to say I'll be there. <laughs> so the first testimony has to do with the visit by our bishop, our Episcopal sister, to our home. So what happened was that we started having a series of family crises starting from August. It got to a point where from one crisis to the other crisis, we were praying, we are trying, but we are not finding any solution to it. At one moment, the boys all of a sudden fell sick. Two of them at the same time. And they were hospitalized for five days. And one of them was discharged a day or two after in the morning around this time. By the evening, he was taken back to the hospital on admission. And we told Dr. Bruce, and she always sent us a word of prayer. She constantly reminded us she was praying with us. And got to a point where we could not just take it anymore. And most of it, the crisis always came from midnight. Yes, there was one moment where the elder boy, I, I could stand and I could see her, his life just moving out of him. He could not speak. He could not open his eyes. He could not move. There was nothing. Midnight to 1 a.m., we had to carry him and rush to the hospital. When we got there, the two of them were admitted at the same time. But we are still trusting the Lord for miracle. And we, needed, we realized that we needed an extra hand, help from above. So we came to Dr. Bruce and we did mention to her and she prayed for us. Then the Lord laid on her heart to come to our house and pray wow. for the family. Wow. What a shepherd. Yes. And she actually just come and pray just a very short prayer and she prayed as the Lord led her and from the moment of that prayer until today all the crisis all the confusion church why don't you put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty mighty shout of praise glory to God And the second testimony had to do with my personal experience over the last three weeks until Tuesday. Tuesday was the healing service. Yes. I had, I, all of a sudden, 
just like our previous crisis, they all come all of a sudden. And all of a sudden developed a right knee problem. Extreme pain in my right knee, which I never experienced before. I could not walk properly. I could not climb the stairs. And even if, the, especially if there was an incline, the, the ground is a bit sloping up or the stairs, it was extremely painful. Yeah. Our students are a little confused, but they'll well, get extremely it. painful. <laughs> And I just could not have, and I always kept complaining about it, but still praying and trusting the Lord for a miracle. Then on Tuesday, I came for the healing service with an expectation. Wow. I came with an expectation. So while she prayed for those who were having any pain, she called them forward. I did not come out to join the queue. But I sat where I was and I laid my hand on my knee exactly the spot where the pain was so she prayed and my hands were there until she finished the praying i got some the pain was there i normally wake up to pray between 2 to 5 a.m so i prayed the pain was still there then i slept i normally would sleep off after prayer i woke up only to realize that the pain had subsided come on church why don't you put your hands together and give glory to the lord He's indeed a healing Jesus. Amen. Yes. So I told my wife, I realized the pain was about 70% gone. Was about 70% gone within 12 hours. By the time we had finished the 24-hour cycle, mm. the pain was completely gone. Come on, come on, come on. It was totally gone. I could not walk. I could not climb the stairs. I could do all the things I could not do before. before. It was totally gone. Sounds I normally good. used to do long walks on Saturdays. I did that yesterday from my house to a juicy market and back. It takes me two hours to wow. do that. I did that yesterday, feeling no pain, feeling nothing. And I'm just grateful to God for using our prophet to deliver healing. Amen. To me and to the Thank you very Amen. Much. So, Dr. Ellie, what do you want to tell the church? So, the message I have for the church is that. If we continue to trust in the Lord, believing, the Lord shall break strongholds. He shall move mountains. Mm. He shall perform miracles mm. on our behalf. And also believing in the prayer of our prophet, Sister Dr. Joy Philippe, Philippe Bruce. Bruce. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Ellie, for such an uplifting testimony. Amen. Amen. I see you receiving healing wherever you are. Wherever you are feeling pain, in your knee, in your, in, your, in your ankle, wherever it is, receive your healing. The healing Jesus of Tuesday is still here today, if only you believe. Amen. Church, help me welcome Pearl to bring us her testimony. Oh, encourage her as she comes. Pearl, please introduce yourself to the church. Amen. My name is Pearl and I'm in the Greater Love Choir and also in the Asakura Mampong Town Centre. Wow. Pearl, tell us what your testimony is about. My testimony is about how God saw me through my final year into fifth year, which is the um, graduate school, through the word of my prophet, E.S. Joy Philippe Wow. Tell us more about the testimony. Okay, so during the COVID, Week, I was in the house and I was chatting with mommy and she asked me what was my plan after um, final year and I 
At that time, I was planning on doing national service. And she said, no, I'm coming to do the master's. And I said, okay. So um, during that time, my laptop got spoiled. So my brother got me some temporary one to be using. So I decided that let me come to school and finish up with my project work in case this one also gives up. I know that my friends are around so I can use their own. So we finished, we have, um, before you can enter into the um, fifth year, you have to do um, studio work. You have to also finish up with your dissertation. You have to finish with all other exams. She's an architecture student. You need that background. So I finished up with the um, studio work and we submitted that one first. Then we had a meeting on Zoom. And then they said some of us had incomplete work. I was part. This I again. I. So I had we to cancel all eyes in this church Amen. in Jesus' name. So I had to do that, the studio work again, and submit. So I finished that one, I submitted. After that, it was time to submit the dissertation. My group members and I went to submit, only to realize that my supervisor had traveled. She wasn't around. So I called her, and she said, oh, she'll come back on Monday. So Monday came, the woman had not yet come back. So I called her again, and she said, what she's doing in Accra is very important. She's not coming back now. So, like, in about a month's time. So I decided to go and chase her with the work in Accra. So I collected everybody's work, plus my own, and I followed up. For two weeks, I was chasing this woman. At the end of the day, she signed only my own, and I posted everything back to Kumase. Then... Um, they started calling people for interviews um, to make it to the next class. And the TO would come on the page. He mentioned some names. I wasn't part. I was like, hey, they should tell me the truth. What's happening? I don't happening? count, Biana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I texted him. And he said I should text my HOD. When I texted the HOD, he said I had a problem with my results from second year. And I had to write under paper again. So I texted my prophet and she said and she told me I'll be okay wow. so I came back and then I wrote that paper that was the day before Art of Evangelism conference so this week I decided to text my HOD to find out like what's up and he told me that I had been admitted on Wednesday wow. into the fifth year and so I should be expecting to hear from the graduate school office so when I checked true true I was over. My name was there. Church, my put your hands there. together. I've been admitted into the faith here, to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. This can only be the doing of the Lord. Amen. Those of you still doing your undergraduate studies, I'm not seeing you tapping or saying you'll be there. Hey, yo. So, Pearl, what do you want to tell the church? I want to tell the church that God has given us a prophet. Mm. So we should believe in the words that she speaks to us. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, oh. 20 that believe in the Lord your God and so shall you prosper. Believe in his prophet and so shall you be established. I believe that by the word of my prophet, my feet have been established hey. in the master's class. The glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Church, put your hands together one more time for such amazing testimonies. Amen. Thank you. 
for the pulpit stars. Amen. Last week, our pastor was not here with us, but we were not left comfortless. But today, I'm excited to announce to you that our pastor, our shepherd, our prophetess is here with us this morning. And with Jesus' joy, help me welcome Sister Joy Philippe just bow down your head this morning and just say a word of prayer. I don't know about you but I'm feeling so blessed. I feel so ministered to by all the different ministrations today and I just feel that in fact I don't even know if I should continue preaching maybe I should just I should just relax and I mean the message has come. Hallelujah. But I think that I especially need a hand clap for the choir. That was another level of rendition of one of our favorite songs in the house maybe you have never been where your back was against the wall before yes but if you have been there and you see that God makes a way are you in the house yeah you see that God makes a way and you see that he opens the door and you see that he just does something I went to visit a church member who had had a very wild accident very wild very wild in fact the expectations were more that the person would not live but the person would pass on and as i got there and i saw the person walking to me walking i said there is a god hey i said there is a god are you there there is a god all the predictions of the of the enemy didn't come to pass yeah when the doctor says that, there's a sentence there. He says what? And then you say not yet. What? When the doctor pronounced me dead, you said not yet. It was an exact one like that. Yeah, exact one like that. Exact one like that. Yeah. When the doctor pronounced me dead, you said not yet. And we are here and we are experiencing different things. And I thank God for the testimonies. Dr. Ellie, it's a blessing. Some of them were confused when you said Dr. Bruce. Please, I call him Dr. Ellie. He calls me Dr. Bruce. Is it your problem? <laughs> Hallelujah. Co- yes, it's our communication. But that is it. That is it. And God just makes a way for us. Over and over and over. And it is amazing because I didn't tell them what I was going to be preaching today. Because today I'm going to teach you how to preach, with, to pray with faith. Amen. Just yeah. believing. Yeah just believing and so if your back is against the wall you are in the right place if your situation hasn't yet come through and you see maybe your prayer was answered during the singing but you were just standing up yeah you were wondering why we're going crazy in the front here ah maybe we know what breakthroughs yeah the other day i was talking to lady Reverend Humi, and i said to her i said a year ago today 
because I met her walking down the road. And I said, a year ago from that day, I said it was not possible. A year ago, it wasn't possible. Yeah. But now you are walking. Hey! Somebody else is in your pocket. It's in your pocket. But I tell you, it's working. Hallelujah. God is at work. Amen. Are you there? In fact, the person I visited, he told me that, he said, the nurses, when he was leaving, the nurses were confused. And they asked one of his relatives, that, ah, but is he the one? I tell you, they'll be looking at you and they'll be asking, are you the one? Are you the one? Young man, you better stand up, or oh. is he not well? Ah, are you in church? He's not well. Yeah, well, stand and just talk to God this morning and thank him for bringing you to church. Yes, Lord. And thank him for your life. Thank him for your life. Thank him for caring for you. Thank him for the miracles that he has organized one after the other for you. Miracles upon miracles. The miracles. He has organized them for you. Talk to the Lord for a moment. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. We thank you for the miracles that you organize for us. Those of you online, we just want to greet you this morning. Join us as we pray. You are at home, but you are watching in. You have logged in. You are on, well, I will say Twitter. Twitter. You're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, but you are here. Yes. You also lift up your voice this morning. Just begin to talk. Say something to him. Lord, we thank you that we are here today. You are God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your hand. That's just a way. Let's take it again. You and those of you with God. the words, you better wake you up. Not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just a way Come on, lift up your hands and sing you a God. You are God alone From before time began You are on the throne You are on the throne You are God alone You are God alone It's a good time to come back You are on your throne You are God I'm going to say you are God 
Sunday morning. And as we come before your word, I ask Lord that may your word come forth in the power of your spirit. Have your way Holy Spirit. May I just be a vessel in your hands. Have mercy on me. A vessel. Open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. And Satan, I rebuke you this morning. You will not steal this word in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to our Word Alive service. Amen. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, it's Word Alive. Word Alive. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that you are here. It is the Word that changes us. Amen. Oh, are you there? Many of you don't believe what I'm saying, but you check your Bible in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and you'll discover that what I'm saying is true, because the word of God says that you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, and what renews your mind is the word of God, hallelujah. And for those of you online, the word online service, you're welcome as well, and it's such a blessing to know that you are there, and we are here. Maybe about a year ago, this one too was not possible. It was not possible, but we thank God that we are worshiping as one congregation, whether online or alive. Ask your neighbor, where are you? Are you online or are you alive? Put your hands together for all of those who are online. Amen and amen. You as you are sitting in this chair, we are not charging you, but they, as they are watching, their data is going, and they are still on. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Before I start preaching, I just want to remind you that we have a very major visit this week. Amen. Some of you know, but today you are changing. Bishop Emmanuel Louis in Tefo is going to be in town. Amen. On Tuesday, he's at Asokwa, so they will be there Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, he moves to Bantama. But by the grace of God, on Saturday and on Sunday, he will be here. Now, let me say something. When the date came, I was given first choice. And I deliberately chose Saturday and Sunday. Because in my church, some of you who work, you want every excuse not to worship God. And every excuse not to come to church. So in order to delete your excuse, I chose Saturday. If you are sitting by a worker, tell the worker that you because. 
And so if Saturday comes and you are not here, something will chase you in your house. Something. Something will chase you. Something will chase you. Because of you. Just to make a way for you so that it's possible. So that if your boss does what bosses do, you know what bosses do. The day you want to leave early and come, that's the day your boss will say, over time. The day you have made the way, that's when they'll now say, travel. I want to cancel all. So that Saturday, we are here. So Saturday is especially for you. Amen. Oh, are you with me? So make that effort. We're going to start early at five. And when I say five, we are actually starting at five. So that we have time for the ministration and we close not so late. So that Sunday morning, you say that, ah, I overslept. Uh-huh. Then Sunday morning at our normal service, we'll have him right here with us. Amen. I said amen. Maybe you don't understand what is about to happen to you. Because you don't know the man of God who is coming to stand here. So let me take a few minutes to introduce him to you. And for those of you who are online, please get data for Saturday night and for Sunday morning as well. The two. This is a man who has spoken and changed lives. Just by a way. He visited us many years ago. He used to come, I came quite a number of times to Tamale. One time he came, the prophetic ministry in him is also very strong. And he's also a very strong follower of Bishop Dag. That night as he was preaching, he suddenly asked who wanted to build a house. Now who doesn't want to build? And <laughs> when we said we want to build, then he said we should go outside. Are you hearing the story? We should take a stone. He was going to pray. And we should take that stone home. And every time we see it, it reminds us that we are homeowners. As I'm speaking to you today, all the young people, all the young people, most of them, it's not just house, it's houses. Most. Yeah. Most, it's not just house. Are you there? Another time he came, people were not marrying. They will go into a relationship, then for no reason, no reason, though the relationship will just, it will just scatter. That's the word, scatter. I'm talking to somebody, you are a 30-year-old man, and you are sitting down here saying that media is not media. It's you we are talking about. You don't know that your inability to choose a spouse is something. You can't choose. The ladies, we have to be chosen, but you, the guys, you do the choosing. Well, what's it? Well, your eyes are open, but as the Bible says, see, you see not. And sometimes a prayer needs to be said. Amen. So he came to that church and he prayed. And we married people, huh? they used to gossip about us in the city. Oh, yes. One time I was passing from somewhere to somewhere, and somebody in the middle said, Hey, I hear you people, you have another wedding. Because we used to have the weddings every week. It shall come to pass in this church. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He is also, apart from being the chairman of the Anakazo Assembly's denomination, he is also, the, we call him the convener, but the convener is like the overseer over all of UD. That is every single denomination apart from First Love. So you put First Love on one side, that's where Bishop Dag is. And everything else... Mustard seed denomination. Uh, what? Shepherd house. What again? What? Loyalty house. Macarius. Mega church. These are all names of denominations. 
they are all under him. And if such a person is your father, who you won't like, hey, me, I like. Turn to your neighbor and say, me, I like. So I don't know what he's going to come and do here. But everything is, is great. And he will meet us. Amen. Amen. So I've taken my time to introduce him so that you don't give me excuses. Yeah, that's our convener. Yeah. Powerful. Amen. He is the father of many of the missionaries who are out there. I mean, if we want to talk about his fruits now, we'll not finish. But God, we are blessed. We are very blessed to have him come in here. Amen and amen. Powerful. So I'm looking forward to next week, I tell you. In fact, for a moment, I wished it was this weekend. But Hallelujah. Well, this is probably our last weekend on this book. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer, unless the Lord says something concretely different. But <laughs> I asked you to buy the book. You didn't buy it. I'm just coming from a place. I went to preach there this week. I carried with me 150 sets, the 13 books, 150 sets. Right there, 120 people came for this. Yes, that's why I don't have any more for you. So as you are here today, if you are now coming with your 25, it's finished. Eh, it's over, I cannot do much. But if you don't have the book, it's a sign that you are not really interested in prayer. Yeah. There are three things. It's either you think you know. Uh-huh, that's one. You think you know. Another one too is that you don't care that you don't know. And the third one is that you are just not interested in prayer. But most of all, you don't know that you are at war. Once you give your life to Christ, in fact, life in itself is war. The only difference between you and an unbeliever is that the unbeliever is defeated already. So he is already on occupied territory. So the enemy has occupied. And you are there and you are trying to say that this territory belongs to Jesus and you cannot come here. Are you with me? And you can never get to a point where you feel that you know everything. Job chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Is there not an appointed warfare and hard labor to man? In the amplified version. Yeah. Is there not an appointed warfare? So there's a war that includes you. I don't know if you are aware. And hard labor. If you don't know that life is hard labor, it's because you are a child. But even as a child, as you are going to school, can you not see the hard labor? And you are saying to yourself that when I finish school, it will be okay. Oh, wow, you are now coming to meet it. You are now coming to meet hard labor. Yeah. And the way to break through and to move on is by prayer. By faith, by prayer, by, by spiritual things. Are you with me this morning? And so as I share with you about how to pray with faith, I really, 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 really want you to listen. Because this generation is not a generation of faith. I was listening to Lady Reverend's um, sermon last week. I was so blessed by it. It's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. And I remember her saying that you are the instant generation. Click your fingers. It's there. You click your fingers. It's there. Yeah. You don't even have to get up to go and switch on your things. If you have, what do you call here? You can give an instruction to come on. Hmm. No. There's a name. It has just escaped me. It's just, it, will just, it will just come on. Yeah. Instant. And the instant is being made even more instantaneous. Yeah. 
you have a whatever it's not a smart house so this is not a house it's a simple gadget it's like your bluetooth speaker you just put it down alexa and you just say alexa put on the tv is on alexa find the song you are not created oh you are there no it's coming you don't have to do anything yeah, you are becoming lazier and lazier, God forbid. But, <laughs> but because of that, you are imagining that Jesus Christ is also on Alexa. And so you can just sit down here and click your fingers, then it is done. But God, he has not changed though. That's why we're just singing about it, that he's unchangeable. The way he does his things is the way he does his things, no matter who you are. All these witty inventions. He has allowed us and empowered us. But he does exactly what he's going to do. Are you with me? And that is why we must know what he says in order to triumph in this war. And that's why today I'm going to share with you how to pray with faith. Somebody help that young lady to sit up properly. You are in church. Mm. How to pray with faith. Mark chapter 11. I'm taking it from verse 22. Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Are you there? But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, when thing, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. Say amen, lady women. If you have ought against any, <laughs> that, your <laughs> that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But... <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Amen. Have faith in God. In other words, have the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. You see, there are two different kinds of faith. But before I get ahead of myself, let me start by saying there are two kinds of truth. I need to unravel it so that you understand. Uh -huh. Are you okay? The first one is the sense knowledge truth. What you feel. I'm feeling cold. I, have, I feel a pain in my head. It's a truth. That's a truth. It's based on your physical senses. Then there's another faith, another truth, which is a higher truth. You find it in John 17, 17, when he says, Thy word is truth. And many times as a believer, you're going to find yourself within these two. They are all true. Are you here? Yeah. Let me read a story I found in a Kenneth Hagen book. Are you ready for some small storytelling? This is written by Kenneth Hagen. I'm going to read it like that. Years ago, I prayed for an elderly man who had suffered from rheumatism for many years. After I laid hands on him and prayed, the Lord healed him. About eight months later, as I was walking to town, I happened to see him as he was taking his cow out to a vacant lot. 
When he started to straighten up, he grabbed his back and could scarcely move. Finally, he straightened and said, and he said, oh my, 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 the rheumatism has come back on me. <laughs> I said, brother, I thought God had healed you. He replied, well, I thought he had too, but I guess he didn't. The day before yesterday, while I was milking the cow, a pain hit me in the hand. Then it went up my arm into my shoulder and down my back. Since then, my arm has been stiff. It hurts. My back hurts too. And when I get down, I can't get back up. Until then, I hadn't had a symptom of pain since you prayed for me last January. That's a picture of Kenneth Hagen. He's our father's father. I asked him how long he had had rheumatism before that. And he said nearly 30 years. Then he asked, at any time during those 30 years, was there ever an eight-month period when you didn't have any pain or symptoms? No, he said. I had to take something every day for the pain. I went to the doctors in different cities around here, but no one could cure it. I could only take something for the pain to help me get by a little. Isn't it strange, then I said, that these symptoms and pains disappeared when hands were laid on you in the name of Jesus, and for eight months you had no more pain. You see, the Lord really did heal you. I'll tell you what happened. The minute that first pain struck your body, struck your body, you said, I thought I was healed, but I guess I am not. And you opened the door for the devil to come right back in again. I talked with him for a while, teaching him that if the pain came back, he was to resist it because it was of the devil. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. I prayed for him again and all his symptoms left. For the remaining years that I pastored there, he never had any more rheumatism. Two truths. Two truths. One truth was physical, the pain. The other truth was the word of God. And he says that as he uh, the man shared with him and said, oh, I was, I was okay. I was okay. But then, on a certain day, something happened and the pain came back. There are many of us who are sitting here who can testify that we've experienced something like this. That we've gone somewhere or we've been prayed for somewhere. We've experienced whatever it was we wanted. We were delivered. The demons left. Or maybe you were not sleeping. And suddenly you were able to sleep. A clear something had happened. But the Bible also tells us that the devil goes and comes. Even Jesus Christ, in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus had finished the temptation, at the end of it, the Bible said he left him for a while. For a while. All through Jesus' life, the devil kept showing up. All through his life. After that, those 40 days of fasting, when the Bible says he was battling with him, and he sacked him using the word, he returned when they were in the synagogue and Jesus was preaching and somebody just got up and started saying that, hey, he sacked that demon too. But then that was the first time they tried to kill him. And the Bible said he just passed through the middle of them and went away. Yeah. So he returns. But when he returns, your response is what determines which truth you believe. So if you were delivered, you are delivered. The Bible says, him who the sun sets free is free indeed. So you are free. When the demons left, they left. 
but it is in their nature. Unless you can, have you heard that the devil has been buried? A demon has been buried. Have they been buried? They're not buried. They're there. The same ones that were roaming around. The same ones that were moving around. Those same ones. Ashes, please move around. Every, any person who is asleep or can't follow, carry them to where they will follow. They shouldn't be here. Are you with me? Yeah. You see. They have not been buried. They are there. They go and they come. The Bible teaches us that it's not yet time. That when time comes, they will be dealt with. The Satan and all his demons, they will be dealt with. But until then, they are walking around. So as you got your freedom, you were free. But it returned. And when it came back, instead of you to say, you cannot be here. Because I, I am healed. You can't be here. Because I am delivered. You say, oh, Oh, my pornography is back. Your pornography. Your pornography. You have opened the door. You have opened the door. And as for the devil, when he's coming, he brings his chair. He doesn't even need your chair. He has come to sit down. If you allow him, he will lie down there. He'll be sleeping there. Yeah. So there are, tru- there are two truths. Which one do you believe? There's a song I, we've never used to, we never sing it in church, but for a while it was around. Whose report will you, be, will you believe? It says, I will believe in the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? Are you here? So you need to acknowledge that there are two truths and you need to make your decision as to which of these two you are going with. Many of us, we say that we are <laughs> Christians, we are going with the word, but the truth is that we are not, we are believing what we feel and see. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and that is why sometimes it looks as if whatever is doing you is temporal. You cannot maintain what you have. But in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11, it says, hold fast. Hold fast what you have. So when you have gone through something, when God is doing something with you, you hold fast what you have believed. You cannot just leave it like that. So there is God's part and there is your part. And many times we break down on our part. Are you with me? The scripture we read in Mark tells us to believe. Believing in this sense is an action word, something that you do. You see, it's a verb, an action word. An action word. That is why the demons are not saved. They didn't act on what they supposedly yeah. believed. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Let me show you an example. Joshua 24 and verse 15. Joshua 24 verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What's the meaning? You see, Joshua was speaking, he said, choose. Many of us who are in church today, we have not chosen. You are just moving, you are just walking. You are in church all right. You are coming to church all right. But you have not chosen whose word you are going to believe. And because of that, 
You keep on going back and forth like this. I need to inform you that the Bible also says that somebody goes to and fro is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, and he'll receive nothing from the Lord. So today you believe, tomorrow you don't. You believe this half, you don't believe that half. And because of that, nothing is happening. Or even when something good seems to happen, it goes. You can only be tapping. You are the tapping generation. It's okay to tap. But it's not everything we tap. For instance, you cannot tap somebody's faith. So choose. Today, decide. Choose. Choose. Joshua was saying something. He said, look, you may decide to do whatever you want to do. But if he said, he and his house there, it's God that they have chosen. You may decide to do what you want to do. You can choose the truth that you know. Or you can choose the truth that is in the word of God. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. You see. Amen. And that is why, that is why there are people who are coming to church every Sunday. But who unfortunately will go to hell. Because you are believing, but you have taken no action on your belief. Your believing has not made you give your life to Christ. Your believing has not made you take a step to confess Christ as your Lord. So you say, I believe is in my heart, but it is an action. What's the action that followed your believing? It's an action. Amen. In the same way as there are two truths, there are also two faiths, two kinds of faith. Are you here? Abraham had one kind of faith. Let's call it the Abraham kind of faith. Are you there? Thomas had another kind of faith. That's the Thomas kind of faith. What was the difference? Abraham, he believed God. He believed God. He didn't have to see anything. He believed God. But let us first look at the Thomas kind of faith. Because I'm talking to you about the prayer with faith. The prayer with faith. The Thomas kind of faith is natural human faith. It is based on evidence. Seeing is believing. When you came right now, you came and you sat on the chair. You didn't test the chair to see whether it will support your weight. You didn't step back and have a look. Are the legs even? Are the legs the same length? Please bring me a chair. Let us inspect it. So as you are arriving, please put it a little away from the pulpit. Okay. So inspect the chair for me. First carry it. Let's see. Such a chair. This weight, can it carry me? Did you do this when you came to church? Okay. Put it down. Did you check to see whether the legs are the same? Why didn't you? Because based on the evidence of what you know about this chair, it's likely to take your weight. So when you arrived, you just looked at it. You didn't even check if it was that dead. Because you know that, Charlie, they'll do something. Ashes no baby. And you just sat. Please, if you inspected your chair before you sat, let me know. You just sat. Yeah. That is the human faith. Everybody has some. Everybody has some. Thank you. Everybody has some. Are you in the house? When you get up and you put one leg in front of the other, you believe that you'll be moving forward. Everybody has some. The legs will move. That's the Timothy kind of faith. I said Timothy. The Thomas kind of faith. 
Thomas was also a disciple of Jesus Christ. But he said something that was very revealing. And that's where many of us stand today. In John chapter 20, from verse 24. Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. Now look at his answer. But he said unto them, Except I shall see his hands, in his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And truly, 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 further on in that same chapter, Jesus came and said, okay, I have come. Here are my hands. Put your hand inside. Here is my side. Put your hand inside. Then he said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. The church is full of this kind of faith. No blessing, but this kind of faith. That's why people go from one miracle meeting to another. Because as they go, they see something, they say, ah! And they believe because they have seen. But it doesn't take you one step ahead. Because what is inside you doesn't change. It is the human kind of faith. Are you there? But with Abraham, there was another kind of faith. He had the kind of faith that said, if God says this, that's it. I don't need to believe. I don't need to know anything else. Romans chapter 4. Why are we saying that Abraham had faith? Because common sense should tell you that a man who's 99 years old and a woman who's 90, they can't have children. That's common sense. Ah, it's common sense. It's obvious. We don't even expect them to be active anymore. They're like two a brother and sister in the same house. I mean, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. <laughs> Romans chapter 4. Let's take it from... Okay, let's read it from verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. That's Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Have you seen God's faith? Call it those things that be not, as though they were. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. You see, the King James has a very nice way of writing. He believed in hope, against hope. I mean, when you look at the thing, it's not working. It's not working. But he believed it, that it will work. <laughs> Verse 19. And being not weak in faith. Do you see that what he had was faith? Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. He was fully persuaded. He had just decided that that's it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Amen. And it's about time that you decided what you believe. It was not based on feeling. And this is where we fall down so often. Because so often our life is based on what we feel. 
And when it doesn't feel good, then we say that God is not in it. Hmm. Are you in the house? Yeah. That's why we're saying that when you stand to pray, have faith in the God that you are praying to. It almost sounds like tautology. It's like, eh, but if I'm praying, don't I have faith? But you can see from your lack of answered prayer that maybe you believe to a point. Because when you really, really believe God, and you really believe in God, and you believe in the word of God, you pick that one and you stay there. It's not based on feeling. Your feelings can even be doing something else. Your feelings can even be doing something else. Yeah, can be doing something else. As I was talking about the person who I visited who had had the accident, I remember when I was praying for him, my feelings were crying. They're crying. Yeah. But in my heart, I knew that I, I prayed specific things. When you pray specific things, when God gives them to you, you know that it is God. You know that it is God. Are you in the house? You know that it is God. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14 that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It says in verse 29 that, and if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What was the promise that God gave to Abraham? He had spiritual promises. He had physical promises. The man was a wealthy man, for goodness sake. Are you here? And that's why your empty pocket is a question mark. I have to ask you, who is your father? Who is your father? My sons are grown men. Some with children. Some with wives, some with children. And yet, they can call and say, I need this and get it. Why? Because that's their father. Who is your father? Who is your father? That's the question you must ask when you look at your pocket. And but you see, the economy, so you are showing me who your father is. Because the Bible says, calls the devil the god of this world. It includes the economy of the world. It includes the financial systems of the world. It includes how things are done in the world. So as you run by it, when your pocket is empty, it shall be empty. No, it's true. Today, dear, you will tell me who you believe. Mm. Tell me who you believe. Just look at your pocket. It will give you a message. It's only one area. Some of you are afraid of your own shadow. If your shadow moves in the night, pay. You didn't see that it was the light casting your shadow somewhere. You see, something has passed. You see, it's a faith that is not there. (laughs) Because the Bible tells us who we are. What do you believe? Are you there? Many of us, we want to see first, then we believe. If you have to see there before you believe, then you don't need the faith. You don't need it. I believe that if I sit down, I won't fall down. Ah, Because I've seen you sit, then I don't need faith. You need faith when there's no sight. There's nothing to see. That's when you need it. The Bible says that by his stripes I am healed. Walk in it. Walk in it. I said walk in it. Yeah, walk in it. And sometimes you need to do things to build up your faith. If your faith can carry it. 
Because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Many of us are walking by sight. What I see is what I believe. Many times when somebody comes to tell me that they are in trouble, I enter into a spiritual realm and I speak. It's not, it's not based on what I'm seeing. When I look at you and I look at your level of intelligence, I know that you should be failing. But I'm not looking at your level of intelligence or your level of playfulness or how hot you are. No, 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 no. What does the Bible say about you? As a child of God, what does it say about you? It says that you are above and not beneath. Yeah. It says that you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, God's own people. I, I can't see how to put you under. Yeah, that's what I see. So that's why I start to speak those things forth. And as I speak them, I see them. I see them. You'll be there be knocking your child's head and telling him that he's a devil. That's exactly what he'll be to you. No, it's true. Why don't you rather choose to say something else? I said, why don't you choose to say something else? Because that's something else. You are speaking faith. And as you are speaking, if it is in, in line with the word of God, it will come to pass. I remember for many years, I have, I have three sons and boys have a way of getting into a certain kind of trouble. One of the prayers I remember I used to pray, I used to pray that, Lord, let them be the pressure to their peers. Because one of the things that destroys young people is peer pressure. So they have come from the house. In the house, they were never smoking weed. When they got to school, then they met people smoking weed and they started to smoke. You see? And I used to pray that one. My first son in particular, I said, very sweet guy, but he's very soft. And I remember as he went to SHS, I used to preach there. I used to just pray that prayer. As they grew, I saw that prayer coming to pass. Yeah. In other words, when they are a group of young people, it's what they want that will happen. Yeah. yeah. Because I knew that they had grown up in church and they knew what was right. So you people, you said what? We are going to watch a blue film. We are not watching no blue film here. Yeah. This is the one we are watching. Then we all watch. Yeah. We are not going here. We are going here. I've watched them bring unbelievers to camp. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's camp we are going. So the person is not a believer, but they have come some. You two, what are you saying with your mouth about yourself, about your family, about the people around you? What are you saying? Are you in the house? What you are saying, it's prayer we are talking about. Yeah. It's prayer we are talking about. You see. Mercy. Let me read something. Many people put their feelings first, their faith in their feelings second, and the word of God, if it has any place at all, last. I read it again. Many people put their feelings first, their faith in their feelings second, and the word of God, if it has any place at all, lasts. Tell so anybody, it's time to reverse the order. It's time to reverse the order. What does the Bible say about you? You see, media can't pray. Have you heard your confession by yourself? It's not a good confession. It's not a good confession. Open the Bible, find the one that you like, and confess it over yourself until it enters into your heart and you believe it. Yeah. 
And so your prayer, when you stand to pray, and that is why we often say, open the Bible and look for a word that gives you what you are saying. Many of you in this house, you are battling with basic things. Yeah. When I say basic things, oversleeping, overeating, fornicating, masturbating, they are, they are basic things. They are, never, they are basic. You should begin to move on from there. Basic. Move on from there. Your phone is like an, an evil spirit in the house. Are you there? <laughs> no, it's true. Ah, you are very quiet. Oh. I said your phone is like an evil spirit. I also know what it is to be praying. Then the phone goes, and I want to see. It's like an evil spirit. I decided that you, you. <laughs> you this phone. You will not call me. I will call you. Yeah. Amen. It's time to overcome those things. And you are walking in them because you keep on looking at yourself. Let me tell you something. Even when you are looking down like this, you walk into a gutter. Have you ever, how many of you drive? Let me see your hand. Okay. One of the first things you learn when you sit behind the steering wheel, if your teacher is proper, is to look ahead. Is to look ahead. Because the temptation is to look in front of your bonnet. And if you look in front of your bonnet, you will drive your car off the road. Yeah. Look ahead. And so today I've come to tell you, that thing you are doing, looking at yourself, stop it. Stop it. By now, you should know your own dimensions. You don't have any doubt about it. Start looking up. Looking ahead. That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lift up your head. For as long as you are walking with your head down, you will forever be a chicken. It is chickens who are walking and they are looking on the ground all the time. No wonder cars run over them. No wonder they get eaten. But when you find an eagle, it is up on something and it's soaring up there. That's why we don't have eagles for dinner. That's why we don't find any eagles to eat. Child of God, remember that you are a child of God. Wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am a child of God. The spirit of God lives within me. Greater is he that is in me and than he that is in the world. And no matter what is happening in the physical, you have made your choice. You have made your choice. You have made your choice. Today, choose. I'm tired of meeting Christians who imagine that the devil can de determine your date of departure from this earth. What do you mean by that? Are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil? When you are his child, maybe he can decide. But the day you decide that, listen, it is what God says about me that matters. The enemy does not matter. No matter what's going on, you can say, hey, I don't know about you, but me, the, the devil cannot determine what's going on with me. He cannot determine it. I say, it cannot determine it. Amen. From today, when you pray, pray with faith. Open your Bible and look for the thing that you are looking for. And then pray with faith. That God will hear you. Faith that he is there to hear you. Faith that the word of God still works. That what it says is true. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. I said, it is a choice. It's not a feeling. As I looked at the young man yesterday, or two days ago, whenever, as I looked at him, 
I was looking at a hand that had been broken into pieces that they had put together again. Less than one month, POP is off. Less than a month. POP is off. Because of a choice to believe what God said, not what man says. Man says, hmm. And, and honestly, the doctors must tell you the truth from their point of view. But it's up to you. Up to you what you, choose, what you, what you believe. Yeah. They cannot tell you a lie. If they do that, they are, it's also another problem. So they must tell you the human truth. But you, child of God, you believe God's truth. I said, you believe what? God's truth. From today, our prayers are with faith. Believing God. Believing God. Not what we see with our eye. Many of you, you have come this far by faith, only that you don't know it. Yeah. You've come this far by faith. Continue the rest of the way by faith. And stop looking to yourself. Now that you have a job, you are looking to your coins, to the, your, your salary to help you. Ha! Huh. What a mistake. I said, what a mistake. It's not your salary that will help you. It's the word of God that will help you. Yeah. And the Bible has a lot of things to say. A lot. Find it. Find it. I mean, I've told you already. I told you. I mean, I use the spiritual principles. I've made my decision. So whether I'm broke, I'm not broke. The tiny outside offering I'll give. That's my decision. Yeah. But that is also why I can stand up and say, Lord, as I'm looking at it this week, something has to come for markets to work. And something comes. Oh. It comes all the time. That's why my house is almost elastic. I don't even know the number of people I feed a week. I don't even know. Do you know? I don't think I know. I don't think I know. The other day, Pastor Dani was there declaring that he won't eat what is there. They should cook rice for him. <laughs> we hadn't cooked rice. Another guy has come and said, I don't like this one. I like this one. Your house, can they do that? If they do it, it's a crisis that has come. It's a crisis that has come. There's a whole problem. No, I'm just asking you a problem, a, 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 a question. Yeah. Not because my father is a rich man or my mother is a rich man. No. Because I made my decision a long time ago which one I believe. I believe the word of God. I believe what? I believe the word of God. Church, we are delivering ourselves. We are coming out of the issues. Says that when you say to the mountain, go. A mountain is a problem you can't sort out. That's a mountain. A mountain is something that's too big for you. A mountain. You see, that's why we like the song they sang. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. By your... What? With your power. You perform miracles. There is nothing that is impossible. And we're standing here only because you made it. This ground that we are standing on is a faith ground. Oh, yes. It's a faith ground. How much is your offering? How much? How much? How much? How much is your offering? But one day, we rose up and said, we are building it. We are building it. Do you know the cost of the foundation here? This foundation was built on water. When you build on water, it's extremely expensive. The foundation alone was over 100,000 Ghana cities. How much is your offering? None didn't come from anywhere. It's what was in your pocket. Yeah. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. 
After we slapped it, we used to put canopies. And every Sunday, we're bleeding money to pay those canopies. And I said, Lord, it cannot happen. And the Lord gave me a scripture. Are you there? Danny, what's the scripture? By God, I have run. By my God, I have run through a troop. By my God, I have leaped over a wall. Yeah. Are you there? I had read Psalm 18 for my quiet time. And my quiet time ended at verse 27. But that day, something they keep reading. And I read to verse 29. Because by that time, I was like, Lord, I don't know what we are going to do. We have to come back in. But I, I don't know how we'll be here. We need the place. We need the space. But how are we going to be here? With sunshine beating on our head. Then he gave me, don't change the scripture. Just give me verse 29. Then he gave me the scripture. So I went to work that day. I was actually doing exams at Sanakazo. When I came back that night, I was about to pray and sleep. They said, pick the scripture. Sleep wouldn't come. He said, go back on the scripture. When he said, I have run through a troop, it means the soldiers have arraigned against you, but you have run through them. They said, by my God, I have leaped over a wall. As you can see, I'm not in the frame of whatever, physical frame to jump over walls. But by my God. And I began to pray it. That night, way in the middle of the night, around 2 a.m., I got a call. The call was coming all the way from Madagascar. God had woken my daughter-in-law up to pray. It happens often, but this time he had told her to pray for me. So she called me and she said, is something happening? What's going on? Why have I been asked to pray for you this night? And I said, I'm traveling. I have an issue in this church. I need to go further. You see, we build our church churches, but we have to stand in the queue. That's why we are waiting. The queue, we haven't reached there for upstairs. But I said, I can't wait for the, in the queue for this one. I can't wait. I need a solution. For by thee, I have run through a troop. By my God, I have leaped over a wall. Then she said, oh, is that it? Then I would add the scripture to my prayer. The next morning, tell your neighbor the next morning, somebody, somebody paid money into the church account. Enough to give us the roof we need on top. Yeah. You'll be sitting down there saying that that's the natural. But when you look up, I want you to understand by faith. I sat on this scripture by faith. He will give you your scripture. If he doesn't give you one, tell him that, but you gave this one to my pastor, so I borrowed it. After all, the word of God is for us all. Yeah. What's the issue? Yeah. What's the issue? What's the issue? What's the issue? What's the issue? Are you in the house? And that's how we built it. When we finish, we are not in debt, nothing. We are not in debt. When we finish, the same person called me and said to me that the chairs you are sitting on, I'm sending you 500. I'm sending you 500. Me, I have not known such things. It's common in some ministries, but me, I have not known it. I don't know about you, but from today, we are praying in faith. We are moving mountains. Oh, I said we are moving mountains. I don't know what your mountain is, but you're going to stand to your feet and you're going to pray for a few minutes. Yeah. The mountains, you are going to just move them. Yeah. Just begin to pray. Is it your own life, your own Christian life? Then talk to God. Is it the house? Is it home? What is it? 
What is it? Talk to God about it. Is it school? Is it your job? Is it your finances? Those of you watching online, join us in the prayer where you are. Maybe it's time for you to call your family members and say, let's pray over the issue one more time. Yes. Your deliverance has already come. You are delivered. And that is it. It's your choice to believe it. You are delivered. You are healed already. It's your choice to believe it. Oh yes. Oh yes.
broken off us, oh God. And they will stay off this time. And we are grateful to you. We are grateful. We are grateful. As every head is bowed. Today I want you to think about your, your salvation. Because maybe you have been believing but you haven't done the action that you need to do to ensure that you are born again. And so as I give this call this afternoon, as I always do, I want you to think about it. Is your name in the book of life? Have you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That is the action based on Romans 10, 9 and 10. Based on scripture, not based on your feeling, but based on scripture. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You are not sure that you are born again. Lift up your right hand. You are just a prayer away. That is the action. Just a prayer. That is the action. God bless you for your hands. If your hand is up, just come to me. We're going to pray. Don't mind anyone close by you. Just come to me. Let us pray that prayer. Maybe you thought all this while that it was okay. But now you're saying, I don't recall doing something specific or something in particular. Don't think about your neighbor or your friend. Just come to me. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray. Maybe you are even a worker in the house. But just saying, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've always loved God. I've always liked church. I've always been around. But you don't recall specifically confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. Just come in the last, the next two minutes. Just come. And we're going to pray together. God bless you for coming. God bless you. I'm just waiting a moment or two. God bless you. God bless you. You just say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. God bless you. Come, let us pray. And you'll be sure. And after today, you will know that you know that you know that you know that you are born again. Bow down your head and let us pray. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, I thank you for these precious ones who have come to stand here to give their lives to you. Thank you for their obedience. I pray for them that as they have started a new walk with you, you will also walk with them. May they never doubt their salvation in Jesus' name. No matter what happens, may they always remember that they have done what the scripture has asked them to do. And may they walk in that salvation in the name of Jesus. Everyone shall say amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-A-C. God richly bless you.